Hello and welcome back to Blabbering. This is now episode 11, my God, 11 already. This week you can expect to hear all things from resolution adjacent, farting through loose fanny flats, a bit of nudie modelling and of course keeping the spark alive. So settle down and enjoy. Welcome to Blabbering. A week by week glimpse into a couple stumbling through life with a newborn. I'm Tilly. And I'm Dan. Each week over dinner, you'll learn Tilly is quite the feeder. We'll discuss the realities of raising our baby, talking through the highs, lows, and honest confessions of this thing called parenting. Parenting won't be easy, but let's at least laugh about it. This, this is, is blabbering. Alrighty, so week eleven. Well, it's twelve it? weeks now. Oh yeah, it's week twelve. Well, so on to months. On to months. We're finally on to three months. Baby girls like to watch mummy of a year. So it was about a year ago that you were conceived. Oh, yeah, it was. It was January. Don't know what we did in January. Well, we had sex in January, but keep yeah. ourselves warm in a cold, cold house. Yeah. Got a whining dog downstairs because he opened the door and let all the cold air into the living room. Now he's not enjoying it. Yeah, now he's chilly, but that's him. We've got an incredibly bright eyed girl. And a currently blurry-eyed wife. That's how I'm feeling. I'm very tired today. Yes, I am. Mother's tired. Yeah, I remember like we're going for. We found out we're pregnant. Obviously, you go to the doctor and you know do the test and confirm you are pregnant. Lovely you are. Happy days. And they always say, oh, you know, what was the last first day of your last period? Mine was New Year's Eve. And so, like, oh, okay, so that's where we'll date the pregnancy from. And I'm always like, yeah, but that's not what I conceived her, is it? Let's be honest. I wasn't having sex on the first day of my last period. And mine is so regular. It didn't really make much sense to me. So that always, that always irritated me about the dating process until you actually get there. Why was yours together. so regular? Do you know? No. No? Like, so many things in women's female health, they go, that's just the way it is. And you go, that's really helpful. They go, it can be from this range to this range. And they go, cool. Any reason? We don't know. <coughs> Excellent. Well, Susan. It's like we're like, oh, why is it taking us a long time to conceive? They're like, we don't know. You're both perfectly healthy. I was like, Excellent. They're like, wait another two years or three miscarriages and then we'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a joke. <laughs> so, what do we have for dinner today? Today, we've got one of our pre-baby freezer meals yeah so this was a good thing that you did speak through that before Bubba was born I was fully aware that after she was born I wasn't going to be fancy and cooking or at least cooking like you know long meals or necessarily like the most nutritious meals but I also wanted to make sure we had good food in so I did a little sort of cooking frenzy in the week before she was born and filled up the freezer we had spag bar which is what we've got tonight and uh, we also had a creamy coconut lentil dal. So some of that. And we've got a bean chili and we've got some cottage pie filling. I did some, at the time I did some energy balls and some cookies. Those were all gone. And I did a massive load of granola. Again, that absolutely got obliterated. But the freezer food lasted a while because we actually, you know, we, we managed to do a bit of cooking during that period. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. No. So it's quite handy to have for days like today where you're suddenly like, I'm just tired and I need food. Yeah, I mean, that's good for us. Like, I suck loads of vegetables into this bolognese. I love a processor. If I'm doing a big batch, I don't chop anything up, I just use a food processor. Yeah. So, onions and carrots and 
celery and leeks and garlic and courgettes and peppers and mushrooms and tomatoes. So lots of vegetables. And then I did a mixture of both beef mince and lentils. So it's not all, it's not all beefy. It's not all meaty. Not all beefy. It all helps the old milk supply. That's also what I made sure was all the meals are made with good milk supply. So it's important milk supply. Yeah, baby. Especially now we've had I've had my program come through for my trainer. Yeah, so this let's talk about that briefly then. It's... Yeah, so I sent on this program with trainer recently. She's gonna be doing my postpartum training program and nutrition to go with that because Although I've got a lot of experience in the gym, I don't have experience with training a postpartum body and I wasn't sure where I should push, push myself super to get better and where if I push myself too hard, I'm just going to fuck myself over. Well, especially considering milk supply. Well, yeah, that as well. But I mean, more just my body, like my core's not there and stuff. So I just don't want to actually injure myself. Yeah. So for example, you still want to check if you've got... Diastasis um, recti. No, yeah, just your abs being split like the Red Sea. Yeah. Red Sea Because they'd be getting lower, like lower back pain and things and that as well, which would be quite a good common sign of it. And so, yeah, she did that. And then it also sort of a, a rough nutrition guidance around that. So I have enough, you know, protein, et cetera, to build muscle, but also I've got enough calories and my milk supply is not going to drop while hopefully still building muscle and losing some fat. But I'm not really going to be focusing on losing the fat as much until after I finish feeding her, really. Well, once you start weaning, it's different because you won't be so... You know, all, all her nutrition might come from my boobs. Yeah. But until that point, I can't risk my milk supply dropping because my milk supply tends to drop quite easily. I just can't. I'm going to have to just feel a bit chubbier for a while. Okay. So that means baby gets fed. That's the most important thing. Chubby wife, he gets you a chubby baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just be doing that. I need to do my body measurements today. And then, yeah, yeah fill up my tummy for the separation. But you're about to go back to work. Yeah, so I've actually been off for Christmas still. So today is actually, because um, we record this four weeks behind. So we're, what is it today? It's the 7th of January. So I'm still about to go back post-Christmas today and managed to lock myself out of my laptop, which is good fun. So it means that before my first day back, I'll have to lock it and try and ring IT a bit early and unlock myself. But yeah. Don't know what I'll be going back to, what it'll be like. It's always a bit weird when you... So basically, I forgot my password because I haven't been working for two weeks. And that is always how it kind of feels. You just haven't been working for a while. And you're like, oh, what's this? What's that? It just all feels a bit... so weird, isn't it? How just like a little bit... Like, yeah, you forget. But fuck knows what it's going to be like for you after six months off. I know. I had it confirmed that I'm getting my 10 kit days. Oh, good. So we start my dates from now. So yeah, from sort of end of January, I'll be doing sort of one day of work a week and then going back fully at the end of March. So it's quite nice that I get that sort of like slight ease into it. Yeah. Although my boss was saying, I'm going to regret asking for the 10, I'm going to wish only I had the five. So we'll see how I do Financially, we won't. Yeah, financially, we definitely won't. And I think mentally, I won't stimulate, like I need the stimulation. As lovely as you are, darling daughter, you're not much conversation right now. <laughs> well, you are starting to turn to back here, doesn't it? Nice. I'm quite looking forward to that, but I do think I'm going to have forgotten how to work for it. And I'm also not looking forward to the massive amount of emails I'm going to have. I definitely just like delete them. 
I mean, I probably would um, speak to my boss and be like, "What's what? What? What do I actually need to know?" He looks through for those emails. Also, I just think like anything. I'm probably not delete. I'm probably just mark as red. Anything's like three months, like older than three, four months. Just bang that in a folder and just be like, "We've only been off for three months." Yeah, no, but when you go back, you'll have been off for six. I'm not red first at that. So I'm going to one day a week, aren't I? Anything older than a month. Not important. Last year, who cares? Yeah. Oh, okay, baby girl, let's check. She's got dirty now. She's got a bit of a grizzly bubba. We didn't capitalise on her good time. Well, it's always a real, play, like, it's a juggling act. You can't and... schedule babies. Oh, fuck, it's nappy. Yeah, it's trying to fucking get... Food hot, baby happy, do all the setup. Because if anyone's thinking of setting up a podcast, by the way, it takes a while to set up all the gear. Unless you just buy the expensive stuff, it doesn't. Even then, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. Okay, it's a change complete. Baby, I'll Back to trying to build a podcast. Yes. So, New Year resolutions. What are you thinking? I know we don't really do resolutions, so that's probably what you're well, thinking. Well, yes, we do resolutions. We have built some filing. I did think we could do what is it like ins and outs. Yeah, I've seen that all over Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so what are some of your ins and outs then? Well, I guess things is just like besides the ball. Yeah. Um, like out with sugar in it for you. Yeah. Out sugar, not loud sugar, not loudy. And. And bring in cigarettes, but alcohol. I'm thinking. We don't. I don't really have those things that. You know, I already feel like this is just such a big period of like adding shit to it. You know, because if something does that, I'll just change it. It was of the day. No, I agree with you. That's what we. That's what we're think about resolutions. Or I think especially. Like, there's just, you know, there's just so much stuff getting older. There's always something new happening. Still the thing. Oh, yeah. Remember, I have resolution never to touch chocolate or some bullshit like that. Like, just don't have, don't have, you know, don't have the mental fobber to be having to deal with bullshit resolution. My heart is take more fresh errors. That's it. Are you sure? No, but I guess we do we do set our goals, which are the actions, which you know aren't resolutions. They are resolution adjacent, I would say. Yeah, so we do something else, which is resolution adjacent. Just like that. I do like. Oh, it's a massive heart. Sorry, you heard that. <laughs> that bubbled up through my fanny. <laughs> I do that a lot more since having a baby. I don't know if I've got looser flaps. My farts bubble up a lot more through my fanny. I was old, right? So, even that old snippet for the old, we don't. People could be like, "Wow, can we understand why I'm married to that woman?" <laughs> what sexy lady! Well, like, it's very sexy. You should still married flappy black right now. Flappy flaps. Flappy flappy What if it still still looks like Homer Simpson's mouth? <laughs> That's the throwback. That's what dancers and okay. um, Brad used to look like. I want to come to the sorry, Well, for it. The size. Yeah. What a neat. Everyone out there who wants to know? Yeah, I mean, you would want to get all of it. No, no, I don't care. All righty. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about resolution adjacent. 
Okay, so oh. what instead is we work out, like, I think, like, now, I've been complaining that it's well, there's just so much to do and stuff like that. I think that there's more options than there are. So people get caught up trying to do more things than they can do more things. And so what we try to do is determine what are the roles as well that we'd like to further by the end of the year. Like at the end of the year, what things that would matter to us to improve. Yeah. And then we set goals for those roles and we set Goals for roles. Absolutely, goals. We do. So, like, our roles, what we do, like, you know, parents, spouses, family members, whatever, friends, that sort of thing. Then from that, we determine how we want that to be improved or maintained and then actions. So that, we you know, we want to at least maintain our level of relationship, hopefully improve it. Yes, yeah, so I was actually listening to quite interesting. It actually has a unsworn there with the Raising Good Humans podcast by Illitzer something. No, Eliza something. Part of them, but very good podcast. He's had I think French Jewish American sex therapist. I think her name's Esther Perel. Uh-huh. It was very fascinating is that, like all sex therapists, is like, 50, 60 plus. Less threatening. But also, years of experience and like grandma sort of like child's time. You don't really give a shit about that age, do you? Do you know what I mean? You're like far less embarrassed. Yeah. But she's then also able to talk about things which tell a lot of experience and related and stuff like that. Um, And while we do say like maintain, Sounds really rubbish. Just to try and maintain your kind of relationship. It is one of the biggest stresses on a relationship. It's this phase. Yeah. And actually, I didn't realize this, but it's your. Yeah, I don't know if this is just the women. I'll clarify in a moment. It's food where your brain grows the third. It's the third most rapid state of brain growth. You have like, but the birth period. Yeah. The teenage period. And then when you first become a parent. Now I say, I don't know if it's just mother, because as you discussed, your both in the brain shrink. Apparently, yeah. But I believe it's for both, both genders. The brain will scare through the, the most rapid growth and learning phase. I imagine so. Again, why we were, yeah. Because it's the most stressful. It's the most stressful period. And so there's a lot of stuff in them with this. this as well called that that you know what you need to you need to have somebody well I guess the the issue is that what makes a good parent is actually the opposite of often what makes for a very good interrupt relationship she says that the the energy we need for being a parent in terms of being organized, being consistent, being, you know, deliberate, and all those sorts of like sort of powerful parents that come in there. Traits. Yeah. Are the opposite from the sort of fun, spontaneous, erotic kind of traits. true. And so you need, you're, you always need to have somebody that come hell or high water, make sure that you do those things. 
so that you keep the do sorry so that you fulfill that kind of bar normal spontaneous or, or those things that kind of meant more herbs energy that were like I don't know going on date nights or like doing things that you know you enjoy and finding time that even whether the other person doesn't want it or even if the person all hours it doesn't want it you gotta do those things be it coffees hikes date nights whatever it is and it's and said that like from more like clinical time that's one of the most important things is that you always have to have somebody that irrespective of whatever's going on needs to be the person who and it was quite interesting sorry needs to be the person will make sure those things happen and it's quite interesting because she was talking about the fact that what can often happen is there's one partner that ends up resenting the other partner because they feel that they do the majority of the household and parental chores and yeah. the other partner doesn't and and then and and because of the difference in the way the genders in like enjoy intimacy mm-hmm. in terms of for women it's emotional intimacy first in order to then leave physical intimacy. Yeah. But men, those who think are are more tuned in the vulnerable it's, it's generally vulnerability is that for a man the physically intimate is being vulnerable. Whereas for women it's it must be emotionally intimate first. And so we again it's looked by the fact that what can happen is that often the woman in the relationship finds that is doing the vast majority of the household and parental chores well responsibilities yeah. and she then feels exhausted and resentful and then when he kind of comes back and wants kind of the intimate she just thinks he just wants sex whereas to him that is how he's intimate yeah but to her she's intimate for emotions and so it's kind of Trying to achieve the same It's not thing. great evolution, is it, really? No. And therefore, you need that one person that, irrespective of the fact that somebody might be like, I'm fucked off with you because all I've done is clean up clothes and take kids to school and your proxy come on late, goes, yeah, fine, whatever, but we're going out for a day, night, tonight. Don't care what you think. That's what you hate the red now. Sure, and that kind of and keeps that going I think that's true I think you need to make sure you're both putting in those times because you're right there's going to be points where both part- parties resent the other persons for different reasons isn't there I think and there might be there might be longer lasting so it, it might be fleeting but it's bound to happen at times resentment always, always sounds really extreme but like resentment doesn't have to be like some like awful massive thing I mean like you look at the amount of content there is about one part of being more tired than the other. That is all. That is based on resentment. Yeah. And you 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 resent the fact that your partner is complaining about something when you believe they should be less tired than you are. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like a long term resentment. It can just be a sort of flash in the pan. Yeah. How dare you say that you're tired given that I did this or that or that work and. Mm. You know, I think it's discussed the fact that you can both be tired parents well. And one thing to just say, well, I'm tired and just completely generally. And it's another thing to use it as an excuse. And 
both parents should be allowed to say, I'm tired, irrespective of who got the most sleep or whatever. But neither parent should necessarily be able to use it as an excuse unless it's really fucking bad. Kind of always. Especially this stage. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off while you were talking about resentment. No, as you say, I just think, I think resentment is natural. It's going to happen. But I think it's, you don't want to let it brew. You don't let it. You need, I think you have to sort of like let yourself in and let it go. But like, I think you have to, I think you have to give a lot of grace, have a lot of grace during this period, don't you? Some of the time we're unknown for. Yes. But I think it's really important at this stage to sort of go, yeah, that's not ideal, that might piss me off, but do you know what? Neither of us are functioning at our best right now. We're both learning because everything's new all the time. And, and, you know, neither party's done this before. And even when it's not your first child, that'll be the same because you've never, you might have never parented multiple children before. And that's, that'd be a whole other challenge when it comes. So I think parenting in general involves a lot of grace when it comes to to maintain that relationship. I mean, it, it teaches you a lot about yourself as well because, you know, you, people do this like, People have been fasting for spiritual enlightenment for years because they find that, I guess, well, from when I fasted, I've become not necessarily for spiritual reasons or whatever, but people have done it for spiritual reasons or for an, a spiritual enlightenment. People do it because they find that it brings them more in line with that, I guess, lower version of themselves because you're more cranky, you're more irritable. You feel a bit more like pity me or I'm, you know, something's been done wrong against me or this is so unjust, this is so unfair kind of stuff. Yeah. And reality is, and, and, and that, and during those periods, because it, because you turn up the sent your sensitivity up, the periods where you're then in a more reflective mode, you can therefore see those elements character traits that you don't like as much yeah. i think the same is true with sleep and that basically you're going for a period of almost like involuntary sleep fasting when you first have a baby you you know you end I mean, up you end up getting less you want well less total sleep less quality sleep and less desired sleep times as it were you might end up sleeping a lot during the day if you're napping or you might you know these sorts of things i pray for a nap and so i just think that you know the the fact is that it's it, it is a great teacher in that regard because if you are willing to be reflective you've turned your sensitivity right up because of the fact that you've got so much less sleep yeah you just end up being a lot more i guess sensitive to it all oh for sure like, i think definitely since being a parent everything that before i knew would either make me feel better or worse has been massively heightened so like i know that i exercise my mental health is better and you know obviously you physically feel better as well but that's, that's just magnified since becoming a parent like days where i go to the gym or you know and go for good walks and stuff versus the days where i, I don't Huge difference. Whereas before that was, I guess, more mellowed. I think it definitely does magnify things. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Sensitivity effectively 
goes up, so it magnifies it. I agree. And so in that regard, it teaches you a lot about yourself. But if you if you're not willing to admit sometimes that if you're not willing to admit that you're not you know that you're wrong sometimes that can be quite or you can end up with a bit of a it can take a bit of a shot at your relationship yeah i still love you from one boob to the other now i don't i don't i don't despise you yet no no that's good i don't I don't despise you yet either. Yeah, flashes of resentment. Yeah. I'm not really long lasting. And generally, my flashes of resentment are like, it's, you know, it's two in the morning and I look at you sleeping. <laughs> jealousy. Yeah, probably what I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's more jealousy than resentment. I don't know. I guess those are, they're kind of sisters, aren't they? Yeah. This all stemmed from our resolution adjacent talk, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So. This is, this is why we can talk for so long because we just <laughs> go down trains of association. In it, where were we with the resolution adjacent? Why was we were, we were just saying I just brought a resolution. Oh, yeah. so we do like year planning, don't we? And we, then we, we went yeah. on. The aim is to try and keep the relationship at least the same. Yeah, so one of ours was obviously our relationship, and this year it's yeah to at least maintain it, hopefully improve it. <laughs> Okay, now for a quick word from our sponsors. Ha! No, am I kidding? We don't have any sponsors. But if you were to leave us some five-star reviews and maybe some lovely words, we might do. Fuck me, that was desperate. <laughs> and so I was saying, you know, one of the goals I would set for us is that once we're both back in work, so both back, or not so both back, both earning, so when you're on parental, you still got a good amount of money coming in. And I'm back at work. We'd like yes. to start couples therapy. Not because anything's particularly wrong, but we've always we wanted to do therapy, couples therapy for a long time. Not got our shit together about it. But I think now is the time where it's really worth that investment because, like we've just spoken about, this is such a massive change in our relationship and strain at time. I mean, absolutely glorious part of our relationship, but tough. And I'm it's a bit different, a relationship now. Yeah, previously you were my priority. Yeah. And you're still, you're still <laughs> a priority, but you're not my top priority. Well, yes. Again, something that I've spoken to about like with my friends, it's a very weird change in your period of life because previously you were neurotic like us. The thing that you cared most about was the other person. And the thing they likely, hopefully cared most about was you. So between the two of you, you would either write or you would forgive. You know, so you'd either, if somebody was to do something, they would either be trying to do something nice for you or they would unthinkingly do something that annoyed you, but you being, realising that they're doing it for your best intentions can forgive, as it were. Whereas now, your greatest priority is... A little parasite. A little parasite. And you both have a load of learned behaviors and because it's not directly happening to you you're not as likely to forgive if that makes sense because like you know if someone wrongs me but i i know they you know will try and do something right or didn't mean to wrong you yeah i'm very give because it's probably not been that damaging whereas you know let's say baby wise 
took was to happen or whatever. Baby is my priority. I think, how could you have let that happen? Yeah, yeah. Versus, had it happened, had you done something like that to me, I'd have been more likely to find sort of softer, okay, well, let's just not do it next time. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think this is definitely a good time to start couples therapy. Just to be, I think, I think it's having that third party, that checking in point, isn't it? Just be like once a fortnight having that time. And also, you know, it's not a date night, but it is time that's focused on us, not Barbara. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, we can always make it part of date night, can't we? Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying it doesn't have to be like it's a, it's its own thing, but it's it's time that's focused on us, not her. I mean, obviously, it comes into it because I imagine a lot of things talk about how she's impacted our relationship. Yeah. But I want to make that investment this year because I think we're both very aware of things that, you know, can go wrong. And I, I don't feel like, oh, this is going wrong, but I just, I think things can slowly drift without you realising and then before you realise it. Sorry, she sounded like she'd vomited. I think she vomited on my nipple, but she kept it in her mouth, so I think she swallowed it. <laughs> she does it quite a lot. <laughs> vomiting on the nipple, but keeping it in your mouth. Yeah, oh, she just it right down. It's glamorous. It's glamorous. Oh, talk about glamorous. Shall we touch on the fact... Well, I'll finish with... Do you want you more to say? Carry on, say more. No, no, for that line of conversation, I'm happy to be finished. I just don't want to stem it because it's... Because we were talking about... Well, I mean, maybe we do another podcast on our planning. Maybe that's a whole episode in itself. Let us know, guys. Do you want to hear about how we plan our lives? Not those highly successful people, but are we? I don't know. We're, we're re- I think we're like relatively successful people. Yeah, people think we've got our shit together, and then they come look at our house and they're like, "Fuck it, I don't love our house." <laughs> Still look in this room. Yeah, we just lock away the room that we're currently yeah, recording. Everyone's got a shit room or a shit cupboard. That's life. If you don't, I don't trust you. Quite frankly, <laughs> like everyone's got a drawer of crap in their kitchen. Everyone. And you really sort it out like once every four years, maybe. And you're like, oh, look, there's those 50 million lighters, birthday candles. <laughs> this week, me and Baby did life modeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was quite a big thing. Yeah. You know, because obviously for you, the whole kind of your body post pregnancy and, and coming to terms with that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... very proud of you. Oh. I'm proud of myself, actually. Yeah, so in the past, I've struggled quite a lot with, you know, body image and sort of... I don't know whether I'd ever fully gone into eating disorders, but definitely disordered eating for, for, for about 10 years of my life, really, from sort of 15 to 25, I would say. Things got a lot better once I started dating you, so it definitely was tapering off from sort of 21, 22. What can I say? Well, no. It's, it's true, though. Having the love of a good man and a man who's not aesthetically minded. Yeah. Was a massive factor in that. And your confidence. I always loved it. From the first moment I met you, I loved how confident you were just walking around in your pants. You just didn't give it, you <laughs> didn't give a crap. Like the first time you came to my mum's house, you came out and said, just in your pants. And, you know, and my granny and my mum were there, my sister. And. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't think I had breakfast in my pants. Oh, no, you, you, you have jam bottoms but no top. Is that how I ate breakfast? Yeah. Ballsy. All righty. Yeah. I I thought I'd gone down in my boxes to get something or go to the toilet or whatever, but I didn't. You definitely ate breakfast top, so I think you might have had jam bottoms on. 
It was a summer. Yeah, fair enough. I just think that's a bit bit rude, really, but never mind. <laughs> I didn't mind. My granny quite liked it. She'd like your legs. She'd quite on your legs when she was a bit drunk on Carver. Yeah. But yeah, so like my, I've, I've, you know, struggled with body image for a long time. I've gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. But then obviously like pregnancy is just a whole another ball game when it comes because my body's changed completely. It looks very, very different to what it looked like before. Yeah, so let's talk about waist size. So what was your waist before? I had a 26-inch waist, generally. Then what did it go to when you were pregnant? Oh, it was like 49, wasn't it? It was like 44. Yeah. I didn't right at the end, but it was 43 or something, I think, when we came back from holiday. And then I definitely grew after that. And then now, what do you think you roughly are? Well, I'll find out in a minute. We're going to measure myself when I get downstairs. I reckon I'm over 30. It's quite high still. I don't know. Um, I don't. You might be just over, but I don't think you'll be much over. Oh no, my waist's a lot bigger than it used to be. Yeah, but when you first start, your ribcage expands when you're pregnant, so my ribcage yeah, still is back, and lots of things haven't moved, won't be moved back yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's over thirty. Yeah, so before I had like you know small waist and stomach, that wasn't where I kept my weight. That was sort of an hourglass shape, and I still, you know, to some degree, as that's that's the shape I am, but I never had a stomach. And things before so now i've got this like i'm bigger everywhere which is fair enough you know i've got all my everest i've got bigger limbs and all that sort of stuff bigger boobs, bigger bum but i've also got a bigger stomach which i've never had before and i'm like what and i'm like how the fuck do you dress for that i don't know how to dress for it so it's sort of figuring out a new body to dress for obviously my normal clothes don't fit me which doesn't make me feel great i've got stretch marks all over my lower belly which i'm not i don't mind too much i think that's one of the things i'm least bothered by but obviously it's all just in your body shape and so I have good days and bad days you know I fully believe that my body's amazing and I'm very proud of what it's done and what it's still doing by feeding our daughter but I don't necessarily feel attracted in the body that I'm in currently and so we were thinking the other day because I'm now on going down to sort of my statutory maternity pay which as anyone who's been on maternity would know is not very much at all and so money's tight for the next few months and that's fine we knew that coming up to this but I was sort of looking at it about, you know, what are some easy ways we can make some money? And I was like, well, actually, I've done, I've done I did a bit of life in the past. I could do that. I generally bring a little bit of money. And if I can get sort of one of those sort of every week or so, that's like another sort of 50 quid or so coming in. And so I sort of sent some emails around and got a response really quickly from a place around the corner from us saying, oh, actually, yes, we are looking for someone. And so that's what I did last week. And I did it with Bubba. So, you know, me naked breastfeeding. I don't think that will have been quite interesting because obviously they've got more people to draw. Yeah, we well, was interesting. They're they're all very grateful for it. You know, they've since you know, thank you for being let into something that's so intimate. But what was funny and what I hadn't thought about was that sort of one of the we did a few really short poses to begin with, some one minute, two minute poses. At the beginning, it was all standing up, holding, holding bubs. And I didn't think about the fact that obviously I was about to feed it, so my boobs were quite full. And then having that skin on skin contact with her, that my boobs just started pissing milk. <laughs> so I was just standing there and I could just feel all this milk just running down my stomach and then down my legs. And it's going like in between, so I'm going into my crotch. And I was just like, this feels delightful. You're know, trying to stand still because someone's, <laughs> these people are all drawing you. And you're just like, oh, and when I'm holding Bubba next to me. And it's just all like, and she's getting all wet, milk, milk squirting down her. And so that was fun. 
And then on one of the longer poses, I was feeding her for a while. And sometimes, you know, she'll do a little bit of sick up. She's not a massive amount, so a little bit when she's like breastfeeding and the you know, milk will dribble out of her mouth and stuff. So as I'm feeding her, you just feel all this dribbly wet stuff sleeping down my <laughs> puddle on the seat of my bum. So yeah. But, yeah. I'm very proud of you to it because it is confronting something. And she was great. You know, she, she needed a nappy change once, twice. She fed when, well, she didn't feed when she was meant to feed. <laughs> she did some of the times. But she was silent. She didn't kick off. She didn't. She got a bit greasy a couple of times, but then once I moved her around, she was fine. Yeah. So I guess highs, lows, and funnies. I think my high would probably be the life drawing, actually. Yeah. Good. So I already covered that, really. Tick, tick. Yeah, I just I think that was a, that was a good moment. Like, I was, I sort of signed up to it and decided I just wouldn't think about it much because I knew if I thought about it too much, I'd chicken out. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's not really happening. I'm just not going to think about it. And yeah, so I went with you so that I could, you know, if if baby just really wasn't having it, I could always yeah. take baby home. And I would just do solo. Solo with Zolo, whilst you wouldn't have her. And then I, but and, and so I just kind of sat there working on the laptop, perving away in the corner. <laughs> a wank in the corner. I did not. That would have been vastly inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, but on the way into the building you suddenly went oh my gosh what have i got myself into oh can i really do this and i was like yeah yeah go on let's just get in the door let's just get on with it <laughs> yeah th- thankfully it was warm so it would be horrible if it was cold but i had like a plastic chair to sit on i think i might bring a cushion or something next time it's a bit nicer to sit on because i do feel like when i got it was like you know sort of <laughs> stuck to it slightly what about lows then lows Oh, my horrible nipple thing was pretty gross, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's good to talk about. So what's it called? A bleb. A bleb, a nipple bleb. So like a it's like a big old pussy spot, isn't it? Yeah. And it sort of like got bigger and bigger. I was getting sore and sore, wasn't it? And I was always told not to pop them. But then it sort of popped by itself. Well, she popped it. Yeah. She was sucking booby and managed to suck oh, this. I definitely didn't get anything. Oh, she just sicked up. So right, I call my jumper. I'm just saying. Oh, this is what happens when you get greedy. Oh, sorry, but well, hang on a second. Let me just clean you up. Nice cardigan in the wash. Hi. I was saying, yes, and she's, it's still got pots, so we just clean it out. But my God, so much. Sorry if you're grossed out yeah. with this sort of stuff. There's so much stuff came out of it, didn't it? Yeah, just pussing and pussing. Well. And so then you had to try and. You know, it kept getting sore and kept having to be cleaned up. Then it would get dirty again because she would obviously keep getting her mouth on it. And well, so I was sort of interesting. I wanted to pull up my boob at the top, so sort of that top bit of boob was sort of being pulled out of her mouth. So she was sort of sucking more on the bottom. I guess if we clarified where it was, because it's it's just it was a pore effectively above your nipple, yeah, or on your nipple, on your areola, just above your nipple. So it goes into it went into her mouth usually, didn't it? Or yeah, is it, it would yeah. go into her mouth. What do you want, Bubba? Do you want the boob or not? And so it just meant that it was quite it was quite difficult to get it to heal, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, how's it going now? Right now, it's still like it's still healing. It's still you can still see it, but it's it looks it looks pretty closed over and all right now. Yeah, that's probably my no. It wasn't like an awfully bad low, but it was pretty sore and not very nice. No, I can imagine. Especially that when you had to clean it out. Oh. Yeah. Because I was asking anyone know that sometimes when you got to do something yourself, you won't push as hard, but it hurts yourself because it's naturally your body doesn't want you to do it. Because I knew it kind of needed digging and cleaning out. 
Altså, jeg skal gøre med sådan en rose, den er sådan kold. Ja. Godt. Så gør jeg Give it a good... Okay, so that's Mahalo Melo, my funny, I guess. Oh, I don't know. She's done some really funny sort of just like little facial expressions and things this week. I did, I thought all mine meant being poo and farty related, so let me, let me try and keep that for Skatcha. Bless you. I'm more enjoyed hearing about her now grabbing your nipple hair. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like that's like, I'm like, yeah. Good. Your dad deserves to get some nipple grabbing as well. Because she loves to scratch and grab at my nipple with her sharp little talons. So now I'm like, now you understand. Well, I, I feel like it's like, I don't want to say it's worse than yours. because it's different. I'm not saying it is. Let me clarify. I think it's a different pain than yours because I get some of the a lower level of pain that you have of the sort of scratchiness because she scratches clenches and pulls yeah and so when she clenches she gets loads of the nipple hair and then pulls so i get that scratch that you get then the clench and the pull yeah pull, she pulls my nipple yeah i guess so so like i said i'm not saying it's worse i'm saying i think it's a bit different um so there you go now yours um i think hi i've, I've enjoyed that she's started talking She she never like chunters. I like to have no actual words, obviously. No, no, sorry. Or like she's some not, genius, she's maybe. Not, she's, not she's chuntering, like you can. Yes, yeah, trying to communicate. So, well, I'm just sat there watching the basketball last chance you on Netflix. She loves chuntering along while Coach Mosley's screaming and shouting at all his players. She'll just be chuntering along. And low, I don't know. There was a moment where I was. Sucked off of everything. Probably just trying to. Lowe's probably just setting up marks and stuff. Three moments from earlier in the episode. Yeah, fucking life. I was wondering why it wasn't coming up blue over there. Alrighty then. Special of the Pal Mike's track. <laughs> fucking hate this shit. Yeah? Uh, no, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's popping off his Pal Mike. I'm worried that the Pal Mike's not on now. How do we get Mike's off? That'd be good. Yeah, it has been off. I don't know for how long to fucking have So you need to get both mics off? I definitely had this one off for some of it. <laughs> well, we'll find out in post-production. This might, this might be the end of the week. <laughs> Honestly, I think most <laughs> weeks this is. <clears throat> I had to stop I so holding the mics so. out. Honestly, this is a, an impossibility. It's an absolute miracle in any episode. Between me not being able to fucking work mics. Yeah. And then I guess my funny was I... So often when I'm kind of trying to calm her and get her to, to calm down, my standard procedure is firstly check her nappy. And if that's not the case, kind of rock her a bit and... And often I'll sort of hold her in front of me and look at her. And sometimes by doing some smiling and some looks, you can kind of get her to calm down and giving her, you know, holding her up, down, up, down. Sometimes she then comes down. And so I've got her basically at eye level. And because I've got her in both my hands, what I'll often do if she's still crying is just put my nose in her mouth to see if she then sucks that and therefore she's hungry. But um, I did it the other day and she'd been crying so much. Well, no, sorry, 
her teeth are well. We think she's teething, so she's. I think she's teething. I think she's like at the the precipice. At the precipice. So she started drooling now, and so she has a lot more drool in her mouth. So I went to do that to check if she's hungry, and she just kept crying and just ended up filling my. Well, she did then start fucking, so I ended up getting loads of saliva nostrils and having a really weird wet running nose. That was a a very funny. Weird, for me. and I was like, "Oh, I bought that completely upon myself." That is what that is. Yeah, I do find it when she sucks my neck sometimes. Yes, I'm holding onto it, and I feel her sort of latch onto my neck. Like oh, I'm like, "Oh, she's probably." Do you want to <laughs> you go and do the intro? The scat chat. Ah, no, help me. Okay, so here we go. We've got one. So when my son was about nine months, so this, sorry, this is from found an article called Romper. This is, uh, I think the child's called Una. When my son was about nine months old, I took him on a ride, about 20 minutes, to visit my grandmother who lived in assisted living. Somewhere along the way, he had a major blowout. It was all the way up to his neck and all over his car seat. When we got to my grandmother's parking lot, I laid him in the back of my car on a blanket to try and clean him up. He was tossing and turning and thrashing, just spreading poop everywhere. I was a frazzled mess the entire time my grandmother was over my shoulder, hovering, so excited to see the baby, she wouldn't back off for five seconds. It was a disaster. That's quite a funny one. And then we've got another funny one here. So, Terry Lynn, one night, I'm not sure of the age of Terry Lynn, one night my daughter kept crying and crying and crying, but whenever I went to her, there was nothing wrong as far as I could tell. She wasn't hungry or wet, but she wanted up. Finally, her dad said, just let her cry. See if she goes back to sleep. And she did. She slept the whole rest of the night. When I went in to the next morning, her shiny, smiling little self was covered in poop from head to toe as well as a sizable part of her crib, because she'd smeared it there like the little monkey she was. <laughs> little dirty protest. Yeah. Fuck you for leaving me all sleep all night. Here you go. Oh, madness. Anyway, I think that's it from us. Yeah, we've got a week of you going back to work, and we've got great granny Katie first. Yeah. Indeed. Well, that was one hour of the show. All the interruptions as per usual. Toodaloo! Oh, we, we're still recording. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to stop it. Bye. There we go. Bye. <laughs> My lovelies, thank you for listening. Can you please like, review, and subscribe to our podcast? Mm.